Good evening, and welcome to another fun-filled uh, episode of the Mystery Machine Diaries. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I am your ghost host, Brad, joined by the hip, at the hip, by my pup named... Chris, your yes, co-host indeed. with the co-most. We'll work on that. And uh, behind the keyboards is uh, the spooky Daniel. Jinkies! All right, then. <laughs> but welcome. We are uh, the Mystery Machine Diaries. We're our own version of Mystery Incorporated right here. And we are bringing you every week new uh, new episodes of uh, Mystery Incorporated, a show that ran from 2010 to 2013. And is uh, my personal favorite iteration in the Scooby-verse. Near and dear to all Scooby superfans' hearts. Yes. Uh, we, did, we haven't talked about it in a while, but we chose this show because it combines the best aspects of every version of Scooby-Doo and uh, adds new layers uh, to uh, the Scooby mythology. And that's why we're here today, folks, because we like to educate, entertain, and enlighten you. Absolutely. Yeah. Mission statement. That's Well, that is actually the mission statement of the Warner Brothers. Um, but, you know... You get it where you get it. Uh, we want you to find us. Find us. Solve the mystery of where to find us. It's a pretty easy mystery to solve. You're going to find us on Facebook uh, under Mystery Machine Diaries. We post lots of fun stuff that uh, we can't really uh, say over uh, the podcast. There's too much. There, There is too much, and there's stuff we find out afterwards. And uh, you tell us stuff, too, so it's... A very community-based effort. You can also find us on Instagram, at Mystery Machine Diaries. Check out our pictures. Uh, send me a DM. You can you can, you can can be our friend on there. Aww. We'll follow you back. It'd be great. We do like to call you all of our meddling kids. That's, That's right. where we've coined you all, whether you like it or not. And uh, I'm hoping to get meddling kids pins made for our Ooh, hardcore listeners. That would be great. Yeah. That's a little, little something I'm working on. Keep boosting, and it, you'll never know when those come out unless you follow us on Instagram exactly. and check the Facebook, and then we'll yeah. let you know how you can get them, and maybe, just maybe, we'll give a few of them away. And we still have a contest out that we announced on the Scooby-Doo 50th anniversary episode. We want to see your best photo, or worst photo, uh, with Scooby, your favorite Scooby memory. It could be even you watching the show. You could have a stuffed Scooby, or as Chris likes to say, you could be at a bar with Scooby doing shots. So I'm, I'm trying to lead this up to a uh, Scooby-Doo viewing party at one of our favorite bars here in L.A., so I'm going to keep pushing that angle. We'd even take pictures with Scrappy, guys. Come on. We just want to see you out there wow. getting your due on. <laughs> getting your due. Wow. Uh, he's good with the catchphrases. And uh, Chris will also, next week, will be bringing us uh, a Scooby cocktail. And uh, I'm not sure what it is yet, but uh, he will surprise all of us. I'm working on a few. Um, I don't want to uh, tip my hand too early. I will wait until we have the drinks in front of us. But it's something I'm working on that uh, Brad and Daniel will get to try for the first time live at the start of one of our episodes. So uh, that'll be fun to see if they like it or I'm a terrible bartender. Uh, he's a pretty good mixologist. And uh, I can, I'm really excited about that. can't lie. And uh, you can make the drinks at home while you uh, listen along or watch along with us. So that's the idea. Yeah, make a drink, enjoy it with the episode, and then I will be posting pictures of the drink along with the recipes on the Instagram and the Facebook. And uh, that will bring you ever closer uh, to us. But just don't uh, drink and drive the Mystery Machine. Uh, that is frowned upon here at the Mystery Machine Diaries. 
And uh, in Scooby News, uh, we need to get a sound effect for Scooby News. Yoinks. There we go. Uh, Scooby News, uh, a few weeks ago, they released a direct-to-DVD movie that was a sequel to my favorite Scooby film. Once again, Chris, what's my favorite Scooby film? Your favorite Scooby film is Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. And they released Scooby-Doo Return to Zombie Island. Return to Zombie Island. So Zombie Island was a little bit divisive because it's kind of the first official time that it was actual boogans instead of people in masks. Yes, it's, uh, well, not the first time, but probably the best time, yes, Mystery Incorporated runs into real zombies and real monsters. And uh, it's a great movie. If you haven't seen... um, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. It's been out of print for several, several years, but because it's Scooby-Doo's birthday, it's back in print. It's back. You can get it on Amazon, Walmart.com, and it's only about 10 bucks because they've uh, they've started re-releasing all the uh, old Scooby-Doo movies, and is some of them even have covers that you can color with crayons. Is it on? Markers. Oh, that's really cute. Is, yeah. it, is it on any of the streaming? Is it on Boomerang or anything like that? No, Zombie Island is not streaming. Oh, so you got to buy yeah. a hard copy. Yeah, it's, uh, and I'm not sure what that is. It might be because it was the first and there's some licensing issues with the music because uh, there are a lot of real, uh, a lot of good original songs in it, but that's what I would imagine. It's always something with the licensing. But uh, the, new, the new movie was exclusive to Walmart uh, for about a month, so in September... Uh, if any of you went to Walmart, you might have got it already, but by now it should be everywhere, everywhere you shop, uh, online or in the stores. Your finest DVD stores. Your fi- oh, your Suncoast motion picture companies. <laughs> yeah. Your blockbusters. Yeah. Your your Hollywood videos. Your Hollywood videos. Uh, wow. Uh, but it's, um, I haven't had the heart to watch it yet. He's really worried it's he's not going to like it, you guys, and it's going to make him sad. So we haven't watched it yet. We do. We need to sit down and watch it, though. It's on the list. But I've been encouraged because um, I saw that Elvira is in it. Which, right there, how could you not love Elvira, um, I mean. friend of the pod, and uh, all around uh, Mistress of the Macabre. She does make an appearance in the Lego Haunted Hollywood movie, but it's her voice, and she plays... Uh, a character named Drella Diabolique, who looks just like Elvira. That's a pretty great. It's still a great name. Uh, pseudonym for Elvira, though. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Elvira, we, we, we in all her Elvira. glory, appears in uh, Return to Zombie Island uh, on the famous couch. So that is like the Reese's Pieces. To There's ET at least that to, to look try to get me to, to try to get me to watch the movie. So if nothing, it will give us uh, uh, Elvira in the Scoobyverse, uh, which uh, is. Pretty incredible. So did she shows up as Elvira, not as someone else. She who is looks, Elvira. Yeah. So that's okay. That's fantastic. She is Elvira. That's she's great. Uh, from what I've seen, she's not involved in the mystery itself, but she is the catalyst for said mystery. So I will watch it, and we will uh, we'll get back to you in a probably the next Scooby News segment for the next podcast. I'll have worked up the gumption to watch it. Or he'll hate it so much we shut the whole thing down. So yeah, if our fav- if our Facebook page vanishes overnight, <laughs> you'll know why. Uh, that's a pretty good indicator of uh, my feelings on that. But um, yes, go to Walmart, go to Target. Uh, it is spooky season. Halloween time is here, and all the Scooby movies have been re-released, and they're all about ten dollars wherever you go. So whether you love the the reluctant werewolf or Scooby doing the and the uh, uh, Boo Brothers, Scooby Doo and the Ghoul School. Oh, I do love the Ghoul School. I do love the Ghoul School. Uh, someone uh, was mentioning on one of the 
Scooby uh, Facebook pages why they never got their own spinoff show. The girls. They really should have. I would have watched the heck and, out of uh, that. And I had to tell them, because uh, I know some things, that this was 1988 when that movie came out. Basically, if you've never seen it, Scooby, Shaggy, and Scrampy uh, go uh, are recruited to teach these uh, young girls who are the children of essentially the Universal Monsters. Mummy, Dracula. It's like Mrs. Dracula's school for ghouls. Yeah. It's very cute. Facts of life. Uh, and it was indeed planning to be a, a show. It sets it up pretty but well. This is 1988, and Hanna-Barbera was not doing too well, and Scooby-Doo himself was sort of fading out for a few years. So the plan was scrapped. I was allowed to go to Warner Archives. I did see a storyboard for a pitch for that show. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it was at least talked about. Would, uh, but yeah, think Come about on, it. internet, bring it back. Because of our friend, our producer Daniel, it's his fault because he loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which kind of buried Scooby for a while in the Scooby-verse. Uh, turtle power. So if you do love the ghouls, this is only kind of Scooby adjacent. There is an episode of a current cartoon on Cartoon Network called OK Go. Or no, uh, okay, excuse me, OK KO. Um, and the the ghouls have a cameo. It's a whole episode focused around like older teenage versions of those ghoul girls. Wow. And one of the main characters on OK uh, KO used to be at school with them and now they've all grown up and they get together for an episode. There's no Scooby Doo, but it's really I thought this. I told you about that. It's really cute. It's it's a fun did. episode. So I, I don't have I don't I don't have the name of the episode for you guys. This just came up. But um We'll be it's, right back. It's fun. It's 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 a great episode. The sh- the show's all right. I've only seen a little bit of it, but that episode is fantastic. Uh that would that's I'm after we're done with this, we're, we're going to watch that I'm as soon watching. as we're done here. But uh, back in the van, off to Crystal Cove, we go for another uh, mystery. This is Chapter 5. If you're keeping track, it's Chapter 5, The Song of Mystery. <laughs> and what a song it is. August 2010. That's where we we're at right now. And uh, we see Daphne's babysitting, which... I babysitting little Arthur. I forget his name, but yeah, yeah I think little, it's Arthur. Cute little kid, but I'm not sure why Daphne needs the money to babysit. We discussed this. Well, yeah, okay, sh- sure, she doesn't need the money, but it could be a favor for a friend. Maybe Arthur could be her nephew. Like there I don't is, think it's there, unreasonable for a wealthy teenage girl to be babysitting. There is a reason that I'll bring up in a few moments that I think may have played into it. But yeah, I noticed something that I never noticed before that might have played into that. Anyway. Uh, the kid says she's the best babysitter in the world because she probably would be I believe it, yeah. the best babysitter in the world. Uh, and um, all of a sudden, outside, we hear uh, some music playing. <laughs> that's that's nuts. So, so 10-year-old kids love Peruvian pan flutes. <laughs> yeah, I love Daphne, Daphne knows what a pan flute is. Nails this right sound off. outside the house in the middle of the night as a what's what's that pan flute? What's that rocking pan flute solo happening outside? Is there a is there a Peruvian street performance gang going down the street? She's just she's on top of it. I love that. She's line. she's culturally aware. <laughs> you know, out of all of them, she makes the most sense to know what a pan flute. Pan is. flutes are pretty hot at that at that time. I feel I feel <laughs> like twenty. Yeah, I feel like twenty ten. You could hardly walk around any public space without reggae some was sort out. Of, uh, Peruvian pan flute. Yeah, music was Peruvian in. pan flute. Um, 
performances going on all over the place. And on that note, uh, but uh, Daff sees uh, under a spotlight in the street, there is indeed someone with a Peruvian pan flute who is, we really can't get a good look, but they are uh, dressed in a poncho like Ugly Betty. <laughs> and uh, it's a crossover with Ugly Betty. No, it's um, it's uh, a monster called K. K. Horrifico. Looks like a, a Mayan mummy, yeah. kind of, or Incan mummy. Daniel, is this a real thing in your culture? No? Your people don't have a K. Horrifico? I mean, it's not like uh, La Llorona. He's, he's, he's basically like shaking like his head. No, it's not a thing. Okay. It's not It's not a, a El Chupacabra situation. It's not culture and sense for me to ask, because he is uh, Spanish descent, and maybe he knew. Maybe he knew. If any of you know, if that's based on a real legend... Uh, chime in because I'd like to know. Uh, so cut to credits. Next morning, the gang are headed to school in the mystery machine, and uh, <laughs> Fred wants to uh, skip school, of course, like always. Uh, I don't know how they get <laughs> how they <laughs> get to school. He just so many detours. Uh, Daffy tells the gang about the babysitting uh, accident because uh, uh, what I didn't mention is uh, the little kid. Little kid uh, that she puts to bed. He hears the flute music and then goes and, uh, berserk. He uh, becomes a boogans, and he has a white hair and fangs. And upon watching it and again, chases her out. If uh, if you pause it, the kid has looks like Beetlejuice because oh, he has he white does. striped yeah. pajamas on and white hair. So I didn't catch that. Once again, these these storyboard people and artists really are like having a good time with this show. And uh, he looks like Beetlejuice. I do like how he's going after Daphne like he's going to yeah. rip her throat out. Like he's really chasing her around. It's kind of scary. And then as soon as she escapes the house, he just kind of like sticks his tongue out and shuts the window. Just like, get out my house. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That, I, and it's true. And uh, the overall theme uh, is um, like Village of the Damned. That's what it's paying homage to, Village of the Damned, a 1960s movie about kids with glowing eyes and blonde hair, uh, killing the adults, killing right? the adults, yeah. which which was also made uh, a remake in the nineties, uh, to uh, lesser fanfare than the original. But it's definitely an homage to those creepy children movies uh, that were plentiful in uh, the heyday of uh, horror and sci-fi. And uh, yeah, K. Horrifico is just a fun way to to do the whole Pied Piper theme. But uh, the kids, yeah, Fred and the gang. Um, Fred states that he uh, wants to go to school, but he's gonna. He has to. He's flunking civics, guys. Civics. He's got a civics test or something. He and has his to dad is the mayor. For. His dad is the mayor, and he's flunking civics. Not a good look, Fred. So uh, his dad gets him a tutor, and uh, we'll find out. Force, who that forces is. them to go to school. First of all, like I don't know why they haven't cracked the whip yeah. on this. Daphne offers. Earlier. Daphne offers to tutor him, but. Uh, he says that there's already a girl that's going to do it. So she she's already a out. senior girl who's going to do it. Yeah. So uh, Daphne's not happy about that. But uh, of course, the kids make a detour to the neighborhood with the uh, with the devil child, and uh, everything's barricaded off, and uh, people are frantically packing. There's police tape everywhere, and all the adults are loading up everything out of their houses yeah. into the cars and just driving off just They're abandoning their, their children you see the kids in the houses like going nuts tearing stuff apart and the police are like well there's nothing we can do about it and the parents are like well i guess we'll just leave our children yeah like, and uproot our, our entire teeth. lives <laughs> 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 uh, 
And they're like, okay. I think Fred's like, what's going on? What happened to the kids? And you see one of the kids go like, blah, blah. And the, and the dad's like, enough said, right? What are and, we going to uh, do? The <laughs> sheriff coins, uh, the, coins the phrase spookified. They've been spookified. <laughs> good. That's good. That's, 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 that's a good I've been Patrick, Warburton. On my Patrick Warburton. That's, yeah. that's solid. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's Stay tuned for you, more of that, folks. That's why you come back week after week, folks, is... Uh, for this high quality podcasting. <laughs> but yes, uh, they're spookified kids and uh Arthur's parents are leaving. <laughs> they're leaving him they're behind. They're just they're just they're just out of there. And I told you I, I saw something that thought maybe this is why Daphne was babysitting. Uh the dad looks an awful lot like a grown-up Fred. He's blonde oh, and he has an ascot. Snap. Yeah. So wow. I'm thinking uh retro. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Maybe that's why they're leaving town. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> multiple reasons. But uh, when you watch the, the episode, folks, once again, we encourage you to watch on Boomerang, uh, on DVDs, online, on Amazon, wherever you're going to watch it. But uh, pause it, and you will. Uh, he looks like Fred grown up, like an older. Yeah, like, I missed yeah. that, too. But he looks like Fred. Uh, the, the mayor arrests the kids again. <laughs> As he did in the very first episode. For truancy, basically. Because uh, they don't want to get rid of the uh, money that this is going to bring to the town. Oh, that's right. That's the main uh, concern, again, is yeah. not the welfare of these children, nor retaining taxpayers in this right? municipality. No, no, no. It's uh, the sweet, sweet tourist dollars for adults to come see spookified children, I guess. I guess. That has we so do we do see uh, Velma's mom going by in the a little bit later. Van. Is that later? Okay, sorry, jump on the gun here, folks. It's all right. It's all right. We're very excited. But yeah, people are moving away. The kids are thrown into the back of a police wagon, handcuffed, and uh, sent to school, <laughs> which is kind of a good idea. Uh, they get to school, and uh, we meet Fred's uh, tutor, who is a very abrasive young lady. Uh, looks to be about like a sixth grader with uh, the self-proclaimed self-proclaimed IQ of like 180, 197. Excuse me, yeah. 197. Shoot, Mary Ann. Short. Mary Ann Glearden would not appreciate you uh, telling the Mary wrong score. Ann. Well, we immediately dislike Mary Ann. She has these big glasses and and pigtails, and well, she's bossy. She's, she's very bossy, and uh, the pigtails. Uh, are I'm, I'm, I believe they're a reference to another movie about uh, an evil child that I can't remember right now. Um, the Bad Seed. Uh, the Bad Seed. Okay. So I think it's kind of uh, hinting that all's not right with this kid. We don't like this girl. She also keeps she like, goes like this. <laughs> yeah, she keeps <laughs> every time she at the end of most sentences she's like <laughs> but her yeah like she has a snot or something. Clearly, is, uh, an IQ of 197 has nothing to do with social skills, apparently. She's Marianne, and she's a college-bound child prodigy. And she's spending, uh, they want to make her uh, adjust to kids, so she's spending a oh, few right. weeks. Oh, that's right. She should be in college, but her parents are making her go to high school for a couple for a of weeks, weeks yeah. to develop social skills. So she's well, there. she's doing a real good job. And uh, she also mentions that she talked to Fred's dad, and that's how he... Uh, he knew her because she wanted. She had lots of ideas on Crystal Cove and She's how to make it better. Passionate about civics, yes, and has ideas for how to run the town more efficiently. And she believes she is very well qualified to run the town, 
And uh, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, I mean, Fred Senior hasn't shown a whole lot of solid leadership at this point. Seeing how things are going. And then uh, next, Daphne runs into into the new uh, foreign exchange teacher, which I didn't know was a thing. Sure. Did your school have foreign exchange teachers? Um, Daniel? No? In college, I had a a guest professor from a foreign land, but in high school, I don't think so. A foreign land. He was from Germany. Oh, das ist Kutscher. Watch out for the monsters. He was very disappointed in our German skills, so we could just move on from there. And we will. Uh, Yeah, Daphne runs into the new exchange teacher, Dr. Luis Deportillo, Deportillo, depending on how you pronounce it. Uh, He is a super nice guy, but he has a book that he drops uh, conveniently that that opens to a picture of Que Horrifico. Que Horrifico. And he quickly, I like him. He's very animated and fun. And he's he got is a great, very animated. He has and fun. he has a, a an accent, a thick accent that might verge on problematic, but they never they never make it too bad. Um, but yeah, he's he's fun. I like him a lot. Well, you'll like him even more when I tell you where you know him from. Where do I know him from? Uh, his name is the voice actor is Paul Rugg. He's been in lots and lots of animated things, but here at the pod, we love him from a little show called. Freakazoid. Oh, awesome. Freakazoid. 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 Such a good song. If you if you don't know that one, you really missed out. That was some prime '90s Saturday morning cartoon action right there. Like some some of the weird stuff. Freakazoid. Like Animaniacs, weird, like weird, weird. Freakazoid is, is prime for a crossover with Scooby Doo, man. Oh, absolutely. Those two solving a mystery would be intense, and uh, I think it should happen. Now, uh, being the great podcaster and reviewer that I am, I failed to mention uh, at the beginning of the episode that the little kid is watching a cartoon on television, uh, and it's uh, Broccoli Head, I think his name is, and Broccoli Head appropriate. Uh, is definitely supposed to be uh, Scooby versus a uh, version of SpongeBob SquarePants, which is good because, uh, as our producer pointed out to me, he is voiced by Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Look at that. Uh, in the words of uh, our producer, I'm, I'm good at hearing voices. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. I'm good at hearing Sometimes voices. Sometimes in my head, he followed it yes. up. <laughs> so uh, no reason to be worried here, folks. Uh, 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 so back to Dr. Luis Deportillo. Uh, he has now become suspect number one in the, the kid crisis. And uh, the kids go back to, uh, to to solve the mystery of the kids. More kids are leaving town. Because every night, more and more kids. Every, get, every day, get more and more kids are spookified leaving the town. By and K-Y-O. as Chris mentioned, Velma's mom, uh, voiced by Frances Conroy from American Horror Story, uh, she has her ghost tour drive by. The town, and uh, you can see the tourists are eating it up as everyone's packing off. So there is look some, at the scary kids. There so is there, there is some validity to uh, the tourist dollars, and during all this, we uh, get a brief glimpse into the Shaggy and uh, Velma, quote unquote, romance. And uh, Velma is trying to. T- last week she was trying to make him stop eating junk food that didn't go very well. This week she wants him to stop saying like, like what? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, th- that just s- record scratch. That's you can't do that. I mean, that's like literally <laughs> half his character. 
Here it comes. Dang, I still don't have a catchphrase. <laughs> Always funny. <laughs> we can't get rid of Shaggy's one of his catchphrases. That's just oh, that's just that sound clip uh, tickles my toes. But uh, also, she goes so far as to putting a rubber band around his wrist and encourages him every time he says "like" to snap himself really hard. Where Scooby Doo generously volunteers to show him how to Pretty do. Pretty constantly. Yeah. And she also buys him new pants. She wants him to uh, was it pay more attention to his appearance. Yeah. Uh, nothing's wrong. Don't change him, girl. We f- love him for who he yeah. is, or let him go. I think this is this is our first real. I mean, we already had it in the last episode uh, where she's harping on um, the food, the food and spending too much time with Scooby and stuff. But like now I think we're getting really into like you two are clearly mismatched. This is not working. You're making each other miserable. You're definitely better as friends. Come on. We can see it, guys. You're you're better than this, Velma. You're you're better than this. It's it's not a good look for Velma. I mean, first she calls poor um, Skipper Shelton a freak. (laughs) Without even getting yeah. to know him whatsoever, and and now she's up here uh, berating Shaggy for his appearance, for his speech patterns. Um, it's yeah, it's and poor Shaggy just kind of kind of takes it. Well, he doesn't like confrontation. Yeah, I get that. Whether but... it's monsters, parents, or dogs, or Velma, I guess he never seems that into. Velma to begin with though like what is he fighting for why is he doing all of this to him if he's not really even that into, into this her? yeah I'm so, you're really I like, Chris is I really like concerned about this personal stories no no it's it's fair that's why we're here that's why we're here but she does make him change his pants which apparently he's been wearing the same pair of pants since eighth grade well that's awesome if you have a pair of pants that works that are that, are that comfy and exactly. still fit for that long you never right. I mean those pants those. have fit for 50 years that's amazing come on now but yeah, she puts some of these these uh, skin tight jeans, which are all the rage, which are all stripy and definitely not any better looking. And I don't think I they're. I don't, I don't think they're stripy. I think they're supposed to be shiny, shiny denim. No, I think they're stripy. You're you're colorblind, so I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my judgment on this. But one. basically, they go up past his waist, and he can't bend over. And, or Neil. And they're super, super tight, which he comments on. But Velma leaves him with the same baggy ass shirt. Uh, our producer is giving that to me. Let me see the picture. <laughs> Let me saying see. Saying that Let uh, see. it probably is shine on the jeans and not a stripe. Okay, well, I think this screenshot is misleading, but we can agree to disagree. Uh, you let us know, folks out there. You let us Stripey know. Stripey or shiny. Let's, yes. Let's uh, it. it's, it's it's like those, those shirts that are, is it blue? Is it teal? Is it gold? Who knows? But uh, back to the mystery at hand. Uh <laughs> Now, uh, Velma's mom is really into this mystery, and she makes Velma <laughs> wear this uh, terrible shirt that has K Horrifico on it's it. It's got the face of K Horrifico. And everyone wants to know how much it is every time she walks out. Well, down as the she hallway. walks out the door, she's like, Tell everyone it's $15. And Velma's like, Ugh, mom, stop it. And then they get to school, and everyone's like, Cool shirt. How, <laughs> how much? much? <laughs> Everywhere she goes, $15. And uh, it's a pretty jazzy shirt. We'll uh, put a picture on the Facebook page. If, if we can find, or any of you out there can find a real one, I will 100% buy it and rock it. And that's a challenge yeah. that uh, I hope you all take up. I don't think I'm going to screen print one myself, but if it's out there, I would like it to be mine. Oh, now it's going to be out there. I love it. Uh, the power of the pod. Uh, the kids go to Mr. Portillo's house to spy on him. 
because that's what you do. They when still you're think he's yeah, he's the suspect bad guy. number one. Uh, they go and look at him uh, through the window, and <laughs> Shaggy can't duck down like everybody else, so he's stuck standing up. And they get spotted. Uh, they go into the house, and uh, the professor himself thinks he might be. Que Horrifico. That's right. He explains that uh, according to the legend, Que Horrifico is a normal man who at night transforms into Que Horrifico. So maybe the transformation is so complete that he, that doesn't, he doesn't even know. remember that he doesn't but even know. But he's mentioned he's not sleeping well. He has, he's mentioned so. that he's not sleeping well. And they found one of his pan flutes earlier, which they office. thought was suspicious. But yeah. he is like a teacher of South American studies. So, I mean, that's <laughs> like... Not really Circumstantial that evidence, weird. kids. <laughs> Circumstantial evidence. Uh, Daniel, still no, no, no monsters in in your lore. That uh, overnight. All right, all right. Not ringing the bells. Okay, cool. You're putting uh, a lot of pressure on our poor producer as the figurehead of Peruvian mythology here. I feel. Well, he he knows lots of things, <laughs> and he does agree with me from time to time. So there we go. Uh, so uh, the professor says he wants their help. So they. Ch- they bring out these big, big chains and chain him up to a chair to see uh, to to stop his transformation or at least watch him. And Fred is, of course, admiring the he chain. He loved the chains. Like, these are nice chains. Who's your chain guy? Can I get his number? <laughs> so uh, uh, it's very. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know what specifically this is referencing, but you've seen the scene in several werewolf like werewolf movies. movies yeah. yeah. So he's uh he's chained up. And he thinks he's transforming, and it's only gas. We've all been there. He toots. Yeah, we've all we've all thought we were transforming into K Horrifico, only to just <laughs> fart. Uh, Taco Bell. And yes. what's uh, what's a Scooby Doo episode without at least one fart joke? It's true, especially if you watch the live action movies. It's all fart jokes. Yeah, really. Actually, this this is pretty uh, this is sophisticated fare yeah. compared to some of the movies. Now, uh, the gang uh, figuring out. He is not K Horrifico. Uh, back to the drawing board. They're going to do a trap, which is what they do best. I mean, that's what they should start with yeah. every time. Maybe just start with a trap, guys. Um, but they need bait for the trap. They do. How are they going to attract K Horrifico? And uh, last year we had Daphne as bait that didn't work out too well. So this time we have uh, <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy dressed as terrifying children. <laughs> like- uh, Shaggy has like this creepy Victorian child with long blonde curly hair and <laughs> Scooby is like some sort of demon uh, monster a, baby adult baby cosplay thing it's it's a yeah. little upsetting uh, and they're, like <laughs> they're playing in the yard and uh, Fred and Daphne are dressed as adults and Fred has a mustache on and Fred is looking even more like the dad of the kid that Daphne was babysitting for earlier, and I just put that together. And Daphne is and really she, good. And Daphne, she's into uh, it, too. She's like, this is so nice, playing house. Yeah, she really she's likes really that they're playing uh, husband and wife, and her wig is really working for her. She yeah, little, she looks great. She has a little wavy do going on. Wavy do. <laughs> and uh, Velma is uh, the grandma sitting on the porch in a rocking chair. And I don't know why I emphasized chair, but it did. And she looks a lot like... Norman Bates's mother. Yeah, it's very psycho. <laughs> yeah, she's rocking back with a gray wig. And, and you uh, only see her from behind. You don't see her yeah. face. And she says it something kind of overbearing and creepy. Pretty sneaky. It's great. Pretty sneaky, producers. I, I enjoy what you did there. Uh, <laughs> and they try to capture K. Horrifico. And uh, it sort of works uh, in the trap until all the demon kids show up. 
and uh, rip the trap, uh, the net open, and uh, she gets a big story. Oh, this is one of my, I forgot, this is one of my favorite traps. He's, Fred has um, turned a couple of trash cans into, like, net cannons. Like, this actually seems feasible. Like, have you seen those net guns? Like, he stuck a net gun inside a trash can. Yes. And it works yes. right off the bat. It, it works really well. I like it. But, yeah, the, the spookified children are, uh, are uh, too much, and they uh, overpower the netting, and uh, K. Herfico escapes. And uh, K. Herfico sends all the demon children after after the kids, after yes. Mr. Inc., into the house. And uh, there's about uh, 10, 10 kids, little It's a lot children. of little demon kids, spookified I mean, children. Any, any regular child chasing after me in a house is enough. But uh, <laughs> this is genuinely kind of terrifying. It's very um, these white-haired like devil gremlins children. or critters or something. It's very crittersy. Yeah, yes. and maybe that's what they were going. And for. we get um, some excellent jaunty chase music for this sequence as well. The music really stood out to me at this point. Yeah, that, yeah that it's almost gonna break into song. Like they it's, would. It's sound, yeah, it almost sounds like they're gonna start singing, but it's it just turns into a pretty high energy back and forth chase thing and, and it gets they get separated terrifying. into different rooms and like there's a bunch of near misses and yeah it's actually kind of scary it's got you up on the edge of your seat there and it's here as scary is, as a scooby-doo uh, cartoon gets here is a little uh, blink and you miss it homage now the whole episode the whole episode uh hinges around babysitting and uh there's a scene where uh shaggy and scooby are in a closet and they've tied the closet door shut. And the demon spookified kids are breaking through the uh, closet door, a la Michael Myers, in the original Halloween. Yeah, you had to point that out to me, but it's, uh, it's perfect. Oh, uh, even the music. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> it's a really tense die. moment, too. They do, a, they do a really good job. And... In the very beginning of the episode, <laughs> enough, que horrifico. Uh, at, the, uh, at the beginning of the episode, when Daphne is looking outside, they play very similar music, like the Halloween theme. If you listen to it, it's very Halloweenish, And she is like Laurie Strode in the very beginning, uh, babysitting the uh-huh. kid. So uh, subtle, subtle, not so subtle uh, Halloween references which thumbs up, pause up for that in a, in a kid's cartoon. Yes. Uh, but yes, like Chris said, the, the, the bad things are happening. The, the Mr. Ink gang is separated, and they're trapped. They uh, Fred and This could Daph- be it, guys. It, it could, could be the end of the show. Uh, roll credits. No, uh, they back up into a TV, and the TV turns you on. switch the TV on, and it's Broccoli Head. It's Broccoli Head. And it and catches the attention of all the, the kids, spookified kids, yeah. and they all sit down and start giggling and watching Broccoli the Head. The kids watch Broccoli Head, and they tear off their wigs. Well, like we get, K, we get K Horrifico from the weekend, uh, through the window saying, Trying like, to tell you know, them kill to, them yeah. all, or something like that. Uh, and the kids are like, um, no, we're going we're gonna to watch this TV show first. And then we have yeah. the big uh, RuPaul wig reveal. They all pull off their wigs. They rip off wigs. their wigs, which you shouldn't do. Um, and their their fangs and everything come out, and it turns out they were just pretending. They the were whole just time. acting because they're kids hopped up on sugar. Uh, Scooby Doo essentially captures, uh, pulls the K horrifico mask to reveal who is it? Who who, who do we could think it be? Is? It is producer Daniel. Who is it? 
Well, it's neither of us. A it's, female, it's, he says. It is. So it's not It's not a, a man, as we've been led to believe. It, it is not. It is the professor. the uh, nerdy tutor from the beginning who we yeah. don't like, who no one likes. Marianne it's, something, uh, Marianne right? Gleardon. Marianne yeah. Gleardon. Uh, she's a piece. She's and, a, and we should have known because she keeps like screeching and going, <laughs> as K. Horrifico. But wouldn't that make it harder for her to play the pan flute if she always had to do that? I don't know. Or maybe that's why she did it, because she was playing the pan flute so much. But basically, her uh, her uh, brilliant scheme was to take over Crystal Cove by having all the parents leave. She went to all the, the schools of young kids, and she championed her cause uh, of freedom, and they uh, basically settled on candy. So whenever the kids heard the pan flute music, they put she their wig the on. Kids with cha- candy. They to- put the wigs on, and... Uh, and their spooky teeth and scare their parents out. And get the parents to leave so that way all the adults would leave Crystal Cove so she can be the new mayor. She wanted to create and a utopia. And enact her new policies. She wanted to create a utopia. A bit much. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, I mean, if she really knew anything about civics, she'd understand like how taxes work and children can't pay taxes. And like and this plan falls apart very quickly under scrutiny. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not looking that deep into <laughs> it then. Uh, Marianne, do your homework. And Mary. <laughs> Marianne's taken to jail. Oh yeah, straight up like she is, prison. Uh, yeah, yes. And then she says, "Hey, you want uh, you want to pretend like you're an adult? We'll try you as an adult." And she speaks American in Latin way. to them. She says something. Oh, in Latin, her which her is, meddling kids is meddling kids is in Latin. Anything, Daniel? No, no. I forget. Okay. Um, I did I did recognize the the word for children. She does say so. I caught that much. She does say, yeah, puere or puere. No, that's boy. I don't know. This is, I took Latin a long time ago, guys. <laughs> and of course, it, <laughs> uh, it's a dead language. Uh, but this podcast dead is language very much and a alive. dead podcast. Yeah, apparently, so, sorry about that, everybody. But it ends uh, like most episodes at K Ghoul, um, the radio station, Angel Dynamite, giving the gang pizza, hooray! And uh, Scooby pretends to be uh, K Horrifico to, to scare everybody to eat the pizza. It's Come cute. It's a moment. And Should then they hear the flute. Again, and it's uh, Mr. Portillo coming in, who just has access he's, to Kegel like, as well. Oh, just kidding. I heard you had pizza. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to thank them with a concert. Oh, that's right. He gives them a thank you concert. With the pamphlet. And they're all really digging it. They like, are breaking into dance, You'd man. think that uh, after this whole ordeal they went through, they'd never want to hear that again. But no, they are up and jumping around and rocking <laughs> out to some... <laughs> they, they're like their own like weird dance moves, like the Charlie Brown uh, Christmas where they're all doing it's like their, not really to the music, yeah. but they're into it. Yeah, it's great. You could tell they didn't have the, the, the sound quite down before they uh, animated <laughs> it. Um, and Velma is, uh, quickly gets over being uh, butthurt about Shaggy telling, um, telling her that he says like, and he's going to wear his regular pants. But then he dances with her, and then she forgets. Yeah, he has like his... Like the town in Footloose. He has his little self-empowerment moment, which is great. And then even better, Velma really seems to get it. And they they stand up and dance together, and they do a little like tango move, and it's very cute. It, it, all's well that ends well. It gives me hope for those two, those kids, <laughs> those, those crazy. Kids. Maybe you they'll maybe they'll figure them things out. I know, but you know, much like this know. episode, there's an arc. There's an, We've all learned a little bit. We've all gotten a little bit older. Yeah, exactly. Yes. We've grown a little bit wiser in this podcast. We've learned today. a thing or two about love. I know that's the mystery we solved today: the mystery of relationships. Uh, or not? I don't think we did at all. I think we made things worse. <laughs> uh, now, once again, we do judge uh, on the paw scale 
of a possible four paws. Possible. It's uh, jeez. Uh, you can get four paws, meaning it's an amazing episode, all the way down to one paw, meaning it's pawful. Why bother? Yeah. So, uh, Christopher, what say you on this episode? I am going to give this three paws up. Oh, okay. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the Peruvian pan flute and the rockin' uh, when the, when the um, Boogans kids were chasing around the house. That was that was a great 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 time. Um, I liked the guest star, the visiting high school teacher. As weird as that is. All right. Fair um, enough. And uh, Marianne, I thought Marianne was a good villain because I really did genuinely dislike her. I think she was kind of a shoe in from the beginning. If you're paying attention, she's probably going to be the bad guy. But they make her immediately unlikable. Her character design is like very, you, you don't like her. You have her pegged as the bossy, mean nerd lady immediately. Um, and so yeah, uh, I had fun. Chris, this may not be the last time we see her. Oh, I hope it isn't. She uh, she may try to foil Mr. Ink's plans again. Oh, maybe she's going to team up with um, Tony Krabs Stark from the previous <laughs> from the episode. episode. Yeah, Bud. and we're going to have our own little uh, Legion of Doom starting up here. That's, that's, that's a solid idea. That's a thing. And you may not be too far off. All right. So uh, keep watching. We do, we do want you to watch with us. Once again, uh, Chris has not seen the series in its entirety. So this is uh, uncovering the clues uh, as we go along uh, to him as well, and probably to Daniel too, because Daniel drinks a lot, so he probably doesn't remember. Um, what, what's your uh, my paw rating? Yeah, what's your rating here, Brad? I'm gonna have to go two paws Ooh. on this. Uh, wasn't my favorite. <laughs> yeah, they can't all be winners. I get it. It had a lot of things that I think didn't go well together. It had okay. You have the Halloween babysitter theme which i think could have held the episode but then they went to the village of the dam there's a lot of mix usually they stick with one theme mixed messages here this one had a good three solid different things going on at the same time and um I don't think, and there's no overreaching story arc. It didn't add to the mythology of Crystal Cove. I know, at all. I know, you don't like it when we don't get Mister E I like, stuff. I like clues, yeah. but there, I mean, there's only so many times you can bring that up without re- big reveals. But I, I thought they could have tried a little harder. Um, once Daniel revealed that really was SpongeBob as Broccoli Head, I was inclined to maybe give it three, but I'm still I'm sticking to Stick, my stick with your guns. Sticking to to my guns with uh, two paws. And uh, with that, we're closing another uh, chapter in the book of Crystal Cove. We do want you to follow us. We keep telling you this because uh, this is a community thing. We want uh, to interact with you, know what you like, what you want to hear more about. And uh, maybe you have tidbits we don't know. Maybe you worked on the show. Who knows? Oh, that would be awesome. I know. If you worked on the show, definitely give us a holler. But uh, You can come be on the podcast if you worked on the show. Shoot. (laughs) Wow. It's that easy, huh? (laughs) Uh, find us wherever you find podcasts. You're obviously listening to us now, but uh, it doesn't take anything but an extra second to hit subscribe and uh, rate us and like us because uh, we want this to continue and we want it to be successful and we want uh, to bring all of our love of Scooby-Doo to everybody uh, around the podverse. And uh, find us on Instagram. Chris, where can they find us on Instagram? Find us on Instagram at Mystery Machine Diaries. Find us on Facebook, Mystery Machine Diaries. Listen to us on Anchor.fm. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on iTunes. Um, 
download us and listen to us on the go. Let us know if there's an outlet you'd like to see us on that we're not. Whatever your favorite oh, podcatcher hey. is, um, podcatcher. We'll, we'll try Jeez. to get it out there. Mysterious. Uh, but we are getting back in the mystery machine. We're going to be taking off. Uh, we're leaving from uh, Crystal Cove. We're going to go to Coolsville tonight. I think. Oh, all right. We're going to go to Coolsville and can hang out with a pup named Scooby Doo. Can we stop in uh, Gatorsburg for a Gator Kebab? Uh, as you know, my skin burns if there's fake gator product on it. So well, only the finest great. 100% gator kebabs for us. I think we can make that happen. Right, or gator burgers right. for Daniel because, you know, he doesn't like strange and exotic food. Uh, so uh, in the meantime, everyone, I have been your ghost host, Brad. I'm your co-host with the co-most, Chris. And silent but deadly. Uh, fart joke. <laughs> uh, da- unintended fart joke is Daniel, our producer. Until then, everybody, see you next time. See you next time, and unpleasant dreams.